Hey, how's it over there? Welcome to the new episode of In Focus. I'm your host Han Jin, and I'll be sharing about the latest happening in Southeast Asia. Stay with me as I try to cover a wide range of topics, but not limited to sustainability, ESG, artificial intelligence, and the built environment. Okay, let's start. Hey, what's up everyone? Hope your week is fine. Okay, now I'm going to give some updates. As usual, I'm going to give some updates from Southeast Asia. And uh, for today, I'll be starting from Vietnam first. Uh, because I, I saw this very interesting uh, article from the, the website, The Asset. And it says that the Southeast Asia Clean Energy Facility, uh, which is a collaboration of international foundations that are seeking to accelerate this low carbon transition in Southeast Asia, they have invested at the development phase of a floating solar and storage pro- project in Dong Nai province in the southeastern Vietnam. So this project is being developed by Blue Leaf Energy and it comprises some uh, floating solar and storage picking plant with a target capacity of 500 MP with battery energy storage system of up to 200 megawatts per hour capacity. The investment of this project is being managed by a Singapore fund manager called Klein Capital and they want to demonstrate that there is an alternative to locking in thermal capacity in Vietnam through you know, cost competitive and environmentally sustainable solutions. This project is designed to have the capability to provide mid-merit and picking power that would traditionally be provided by unsustainable or fossil fuel sources. And through the, through the introduction of energy storage, this will allow the country's dominant power utility, which is Vietnam Electricity, to accommodate an increased renewable energy capacity while reducing stress on this power grid system. And this, this plant right, is expected to avoid an average of 372 kilotons of carbon dioxide emission per year over a 25-year lifetime and a maximum of 412 kilotons of carbon dioxide emission if the battery uses solar generation to displace peaking uh, diesel generation. Client Capital, they stated that uh, Vietnam's power development plan from 2021-2030 may include significant thermal power capacity to address an impending power shortage as their economy, economic growth drives electrical demand and their focus is that they believe that advanced technology like solar and storage picking plants can help to address Vietnam's power shortages in a cost-effective and sustainable manner. Okay, so that's it for Vietnam and moving to Thailand, right? We have uh, the Thai industrial park operator, Rojana Industrial Park. They are joining force with the US-based Evlomo to build a, an electric vehicle battery production plant in Chomburi, just east of Bangkok. So the, the plant will be built in a place called Nong Yai District and they will have a production capacity of about 8 gigawatts hour of batteries and is expected to create some 3,000 jobs. So the plan is to supply producers of electric and hybrid power passenger and commercial vehicles across the entire ASEAN region. In March, Yves Lomo actually announced plans to roll out a network of 
fast charging EV stations across entire Thailand in collaboration with Australian DC charger manufacturer Tritium and Lomo's local joint venture Lomo Technologies Company. They want to build Thailand's largest EV charging network based on fast charging points with capacity of up to 350 kilowatt and it is supposed to be compatible with all major EV models. And earlier this month, right, this US company, they also signed an agreement with Thailand's PTT Oil and Retail to build a network of EV fast charging stations in the Eastern Economic Corridor. So this PTT Oil and Retail is the retail unit of Thailand's largest energy company, PTT. And this company has a total of uh, almost more than 2,000 plus petrol stations across the entire Thailand. And under its Cafe Amazon brand, they have almost uh, more than 3,500 coffee shops and they mani- manage more than 2,000 convenience stores nationwide. Okay, so that's it from Vietnam and Thailand. Let's go for a short commercial break and I'll see you in a while. Okay, so welcome back and uh, now I'll give you some updates from Indonesia. There's this company called Mondele uh, International and the Coco Supply Olam Food Ingredients. They'll be partnering each other in Indonesia to create the world's single largest sustainable commercial cocoa farm. And this this commercial model right builds on Mondele's international experience with the company's signature sustainable sourcing program, Coco Life and uh, also Olam Food Ingredients Ambition for Sustainable Cocoa, uh, Cocoa Compass to test a scalable approach for the future of commercial cocoa farming. And this project will use advanced climate, smart and plant science technology in the 2000 hectare cocoa farm in a place called Siram, which is the largest island in the Maluku province in Indonesia. The partnership will test a modernized and professional blueprint for best practices in cocoa farming, uh, optimal land usage and farming community planning and they'll be exploring this potential model for replication across the entire region. So with this partnership, right, they hope they can combine their respective expertise in cocoa growing research and development, sustainable cocoa farm management and good agriculture practices Mondelez International and OFI are going to tackle this problem by improving the livelihood of partner cocoa farmers and empower the nearby communities and also to restore the environmental productivity of a previously deforested landscape. Both Mondelez International and OFI, they have have, uh, stated that uh, they through this improve uh, through improving the farmers' livelihood and reduce environmental impact of cocoa farming through their signature sustainable sourcing program. They think that it's going to be a game changer for the future of cocoa in Indonesia and beyond. Okay, so moving on to Philippines, uh, there's this website called fieldstar.com and they have an upcoming webinar uh, called Sustainability Starts with You, and they are inviting. Uh, Levi's to lead the discussion along with two eco-thought leaders in their society. Okay, so ahead of this webinar, right, Levi's said that sustainability and responsible consumption are more important than ever and they are also looking into using a range of more sustainable fabrics and practices. 
Uh, one of this material is called organic cotton and they, they say that a range of their men's feet is made with certified organic cotton and this organic cotton doesn't rely on chemical pesticide which, uh, which will contribute to healthier cleaner soil and cleaner waterway so when the soil is healthier, it's fertile for a longer time, benefiting the farming communities. So Levi's has been innovating new fa fabric and fiber strategies that are more environmentally sustainable and they have developed this, this new material called cottonized hemp. And this, co this hemp, right, this cottonized hemp, it requires less water and pesticide to cultivate than conventional grown cotton. But unfortunately, due to the coarseness of this hemp fiber, it has never been a popular choice for clothing. And this is why Levi's has worked with specialists on cottonizing process to make hemp yard feel as soft and comfortable as cotton. And in this season, right, the, the Levi's brand is implementing its use even further. The third material that Levi's is using is a sustainable material called Tencel. And it is supposed to be a soft fiber sourced from responsibly harvested wood and using these fibers that source from such uh, sustainably managed forests, farms and plantation, right? This will help to preserve forests and this material is also uh, supposed to be more moisture absorbent than cotton, softer than silk and cooler than linen. And apart from using sustainable material, Levi's is also emphasizing on the circular economy, which is their ultimate goal, uh, uh, in which durable products designed using safe and high quality materials and dye can later be recycled and turned into new products, reducing both waste and demand for raw materials. And the good news is, if you do get wear and tear in your Levi's product, you can now bring your Levi's denim to a Levi's tailor shop to be repaired or even refashioned into something new. And what you have to do is just drop by by their tailor shop uh, presented in, well, in Manila, uh, the places like Robinson's Place Manila, Ayala Mall Manila Bay and the SM store at SM Makati. So Levi's really wants to make a positive impact on the environment and also to inspire a collective action for some of the most pressing social and environmental issues facing their business. This webinar, Sustainability Starts With You, if you really want to follow it, please take note that it's going to be on the 7th of May and all you have to do is to follow a few star news on Facebook for the update on this webinar. Okay, so that's it for my podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Hey, people. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please remember to subscribe to my channel. And also, please like, rate, or comment on my podcast to let me know what else you'd like to hear. As usual, stay safe and healthy and see you in the next episode. Bye, people!